Welcome to Indie Game Business, where you'll learn to navigate the industry with ease. This show is produced by the Powell Group, the leading business consulting firm in the gaming industry. Visit us online at IndieGame.Business to learn about our online digital events. We have some amazing sessions with people in the gaming industry, and you can participate for free and purchase inexpensive passes to our industry-leading business-to-business system. Now, here we go, Indie Game Business. Hi, hi everyone. My name is Elena. I'm a founder at Achievers Hub. It's an agency for independent game developers. Also, I'm a co-founder and CBDO at GD Bay. Uh, it's an international network for the gaming industry. And since 2020, we are organizing an online pitching event called Global Game Speech that gathers over 200 developers and 100 publishers and investors every year. So I'm constantly in touch with a lot of developers from all around the world. And most of these developers are looking for funding. And uh, they're asking us for pitching advice, how to build a pitch deck, how to impress an investor, where to find an investor. Uh, we talked a lot about it in uh, my previous panel at uh, Indie Game Business Podcast in June. I believe you can get access to it through the website or through Discord. Uh, so today we will not talk much about how to find an investor like and where to find them. We will talk more about what happens next when you're already talking to an investor, when you're negotiating, signing a deal and starting working with them. And to talk about this, I've invited several amazing people. Uh, they all provide funding for games, but they work for very different types of companies. So now, dear panelists, let's go one by one, introduce yourselves, and uh, please tell us about the type of company you work for. Uh, let's start with Piotr from All In Games. Hi. Hi, hello, uh, good evening or good morning, uh, wherever you are. Uh, I'm Piotr Gadu, I'm representing All In Games. Uh, we are a young, three years old publisher. Uh, we found and publish games. Uh, we offer all kinds of services and uh, we focus on the consoles and the PC titles. Uh, we yeah, we are looking for all kinds of budgets, all kinds of titles. So I think we'll have to, a lot to talk about today. Thank you so much. Uh, then Darius, you're next. Okay, hello. Hi everyone. I'm Darius Weiss from uh, Mill Games. Well, we are also from Poland, like uh, the company from uh, Piotr is. But we are a bit younger, to be honest. Like we, we have uh, one year from now when we started our uh, business activity. So in, in the beginning, we focused uh, mainly on the Romanian game dev market when we um, are searching for some interesting PC uh, slash console game, as, um, uh, the same as uh, as um, uh, all, all in games uh, are, are searching for. But right now we are also uh, looking for some uh, other interesting projects from also the, the Eastern Europe countries, not only the Romania. Um, so, and, and, and the difference between us, it's, it's rather than how we uh, invest then because we are like the, uh, the mixture of the publisher and a mixture of the investors. So we are also um, aiming to have some uh, investments also in the share capital of the of the studios, so this is something unusual um, uh, because uh, uh, not we are not only the the, the publishers. This is, this is like a quick summary of what we are doing here. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, we also have Charles Brook from Triple Dragon here. Hi, Charles. Hi, Elena. Um... Uh, my name's Charles. Uh, I am the founder or one of the three founders of Triple Dragon and its chief investment officer. We were founded in 2015 and we're a data-driven mobile application and video game finance business. Um, what does that mean? Well, it means we finance growth uh, and user acquisition and we offer a wide variety of products. Um, we finance development. So we have our own proprietary and um, on balance sheet games investments. Um, and we also provide cash flow funding to video game companies. 
Okay, thanks so much uh, for the introduction. And one more panelist is Konstantin from OneUp Capital. Please introduce yourself. Hi, guys. Um, very happy to be here on the panel. Um, I'm Konstantin from uh, OneUp Capital. I'm one of the founders. Uh, like with Darius, we're also roughly a year old, a bit more. Um, we're sitting in Hamburg in Germany, and we provide growth financing uh, to, to games and apps. Um, with a, a little twist that we do not ask for equity uh, in whatever it is, but we um, provide uh, user acquisition financing through accounts receivables, pre-pawn payout. Okay, uh, thank you so much. As you can see, we have very different types of uh, investors here, publisher, venture investor slash publisher, a cash flow investment company and uh, user acquisition funding, so many different options. So it's on one hand, it's good for developers. On the other hand, developers can get lost and uh, don't be really sure uh, what kind of funding they need for their own project, uh, depending on their situation. So it's a question to everyone again. Can you please describe a typical game developer you work with? What stage they're at? Uh, how at the company and uh, any other specifications that matters. Who wants to start, or we can just start with Piotr, like the first time? Okay, uh, it looks like I'm, I'm being the chosen one for for starting. Uh, so uh, our typical developer is extremely talented, uh, very motivated, uh, has great ideas obviously uh, but uh, in general we don't have the ideal uh, the ideal partner we work with both three two five people teams but we also work with experienced developers of 20 plus 30 plus and we are open to work with bigger ones as well and what is important for us is that we are looking for games that are trying to at least to be different uh, for those that are looking for to change something to maybe disturb some kind of uh, some branch of, a, of, 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 of of gameplay type or uh, maybe they want to say something different or try something different uh, so for us that's more important than uh, how, uh, how how those devs looks like and uh, as we have wide variety of services we can also uh, help devs to establish the businesses and so on. So even if someone, even if we are talking all about extremely indie teams that are just starting, we are even eager to, to to start working with them and help them guide them through the process of registering the company and so on. So for for us, it's really we are open to anything as long as the game is interesting. Yeah, sounds reasonable. Anyone else wants to share? Okay, I, I can be the second because in, in general we we are quite similar in that case with uh, with Piotr as well. But also we we also work like with some solo developers even uh, where we can support them with uh, you know needed uh, additional uh, skills or, or the people or art artists if, if there is uh, such a need from their side. Um, so so this is this is I would say that we we acting quite similar with that. So I would not. Uh, no, out here more than than he put. Okay, um, and then go on, please. Do you like Constantine? Yes. Do you want to not go last every time? I'm happy. To go last that is very time. kind of you. Thank yeah. you, Charles. Um, <laughs> um, so unmuted myself here. Um, what we do is uh, we do not have a threshold normally on um on uh on a on a game or an app we do not look for games and apps which are extremely big with a team of 20 people 30 people or even bigger or just a bit smaller but um we look into titles which have momentum uh, and which are failing to to use it in that in that moment um which means that uh because we've got a quite quite small streamlined process to give out funds, we do start already quite low on giving out four digits um, to to our to our uh, customers. So based on that one, um, you ask how big a customer normally is or a game should be. There for us, a game should be um, there, there should be a title live, 
um, it should be it should be a registered company and it should have four digits uh, and that's and that's it. Thanks, Charles. Is it different for you? Well, I mean, yes, uh, we have a, a little bit of a, a larger minimum ticket size. Um, we absolutely love uh, working with indie developers and we've gone down this road before and maybe because our processes weren't as streamlined as Constantine, we didn't have a great deal of success with it. So we typically invest a minimum of 250,000 US dollars and we look for uh, a full-time professional studio, normally a small or medium studio with a minimum team of about five persons. And obviously we want a game that, that, that speaks to us, but we're, we're really looking at the data and we're looking um, at the team and seeing if have they, they have the re relevant expertise to deploy the funds that we offer. So w what I mean by that is we could give a million pounds to a, to a company or a million US dollars and they could deploy the UA ineffectively. So we're looking to at companies that know what they're doing and can deliver their product, but also have the expertise in-house to, to be able to to, to appropriately appropriately de been clear with us in the beginning that they don't have that user acquisition experience. We have partners that we can direct them to who can help design their um, their campaigns. But um, it, our, our typical investor is, is is a sort of is a full time small to medium sized publisher with about five five people plus. <laughs> Okay, uh, thank you so much for sharing this. Uh, Constantine, you already mentioned that you're not taking equity from developers. Can you please elaborate? Like, what do you ask for in exchange for funding? So we um, uh, we don't believe in the in the equity model. Um, of course, at one point, it does make sense. Um, but this comes normally when you uh, when you reach a certain threshold and when the cost of giving out equity is not too high anymore. So what we do, um, we give out funds not in return for equity, but um, as a as a we take we take a percentage of the receivable which is coming in the future. So it's um, on that end it's quite straightforward um, because. Um, also, when you are in that momentum and you, when you need the money to um, to put it in future campaigns, you do not want to uh, have a long negotiation uh, with an investor. That thing is something which makes sense, but that is to be planned and strategically planned ahead. Um, but we are uh, we are more in the business of giving out funds, um, quite uh, yeah, quite for the need when it's when it's there. So um, I do not say that the one is uh, better than the other, nor do I say that the one is right or wrong, but I say that um, for spe specific amounts of funding needs, you use specific tools. And um, when for us, we have identified just um, accounts receivables funding as the, as the right tool to grow in that specific second. Okay, thank you. And uh, Darius, how about you? What do you ask for from developers do you take equity ip rights anything else yeah actually I, I will give here a bit bigger picture when it comes to why we are asking sometimes for the equity but because it's not always yeah it's it's not like the standard um cooperation that we want like to have because in general we also like have the regular publishing agreements um or co-production agreements so that this is in general how we mainly um, are um, working with the, with the distributors. But in general, when it comes to the equity model, um, there is a you know, bigger picture um, behind of that because in general, uh, in our, um, uh, our main shareholder is a brokerage house called the NC Group. So we got in mind, like when, when we picked a Romania for the first um, country that we are focused on, uh, we had in mind that maybe some of the some of the studios could be uh, the, the the first studios that will be listed publicly. So in general, we this is what we are aiming for, uh, and this is how we can support it also uh, the developers. So when it comes to all the regulations uh, to be a public company, when it comes to the structure of the 
shareholders to, to also have some um, initial investment round with uh, some of the um, uh, other, let's say, uh, investors, not only us, uh, for example, if the money is it's, it's needed, it's, uh, it's bigger than we, we can uh, actually bring. So this is why we are uh, trying to, um, in general speak, and, and choose the right development studios. We know that right now on, on the, this stage of, you know, uh, development of the industry, it's not so easy like in, it is in Poland, because what we are trying to do, it's all somehow, you know, clone in a, in a you know, different way, uh, the thing that, that happens in Poland. So the, the aspect that how many, you know, development studios in the game dev companies are right now uh, public company uh, companies and listed on the Warsaw Stock Exchange. So we are trying to, you know, uh, look for uh, the country where we can uh, support in that uh, specific model. Yeah. Okay, so you like, but so it's different. You can use traditional publisher model, or it can be equity, yeah. right? Yeah. Then in the publishing, in the regular uh, standard publishing model, we can support also with the with the marketing aspect. That in, in general, most of the um, development studios do not have all the resources or the time to do it. Uh, in-house so this is how we are uh, supporting but on the other hand we have also like the um uh, the, the brokerage house that that can give a uh, alternatives uh, to 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 raise the money and 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 go in the you know different way yeah. okay yeah thanks uh Piotr, do you also use the same model or or you only act as a traditional publisher uh Again, I have to answer, we do everything. Uh, so yeah, in general, as Charles said, uh, it's all about the data. Uh, so sometimes uh, you need to, you want to work with a game, but it doesn't make sense financially, for example, because you know that the team is very young and they won't be able to deliver a production quality that's required to break even or something like that. But on the other hand, the idea is such a great that you really want to be part of it uh, and sometimes it's uh, the game is growing uh, during the production process there are great ideas and uh, their feedback from the markets is, is really good then we decide to, to grow it up so there are all kinds of avenues that we can go through but we always start with the basics uh, with uh, the rev uh, revenue split model uh, with royalties uh, that when we are just working as publisher Sometimes, if there are devs that are interested in in funding a, with building their own studio, then we may be interested in in some royal, uh, in some uh, equity shares for for, for helping them. Uh, sometimes we are just helping them to found the studio without uh, taking an equity or anything like that. For us, it's more about games, uh, and there again, there are all kinds of different avenues. We can do deals where we ask for recap, we can do deals where we are sharing royalties from the first cent. Uh, we do deals and we did deals where we were, at, we were asking for IP rights. And, but it's not always the same deal because it is, sorry for saying that, it's all about the money. Uh, at the end, it has to, the game has to break even for us. So we won't be willing to just give someone money and uh, walk away. We need to calculate it. And sometimes the, the project is so risky that we have to ask like, when we start, for example, from the scratch, the game is not yet even on a prototype level and we invest in such a title, then we, we may ask for, for IP rights or for IP uh, for the rights to buy the IP or something like that. Uh, if uh, someone is coming to us, uh, experienced studio with something, we may ask for very, very little, very small percentage of royalties because we see what, what they are bringing and we know their experience. Uh, that's a deal we did with uh, Farm 51 for Chernobylite, for example, very small percentage for us or other small percentage for us, uh, but we were sure that the game will uh, break even quite soon. So yeah, everything depends on, on, on the game, everything depends on the relation, but if the devs would la have ambitions to become a big studio with tens of hundreds of people, then we of course are, would be happy to help them to go public or whatever. We can do everything. 
Okay, so uh, they uh, earlier the stage, the riskier the investor investment, like the more you ask for. Yeah, basically, yes. Yep. Uh, Charles, and what about you? What's your typical model? What you ask for and what you provide? It's uh, quite difficult to add to, to, to all of those different points of view. Uh, we're quite like Piotr in that we are very flexible. But I, I think that the, 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 the way that we approach things is that we have a chat with whoever we're trying to do business with and decide what their objectives are and what they're wanting to stake. So, and, and what type of product that they want from us. So for a UA facility, we might ask for, for an interest rate on a sum borrowed on a more publishing style deal. We might ask for a revenue share. Um, if we founded a studio together with some people on the basis that we were going to make a programmatic series of games, we'd, we'd probably ask for equity. And so in that sense, I'm a bit similar to Piotr. It's hard to answer the question without having a, a specific example. Um, but um, I guess that we listen to what our customer wants and we, we, we try and build a solution for them. Okay, so like this all is discussed uh, during the negotiation process, probably a due diligence. Um, I like, as I said, work with a lot of developers and uh, it's unfortunately a quite often situation when developers approach us and we ask them when they need money and they say like right away or yesterday because they already ran out of funds or almost run out of funds or like running out of funds in like two weeks uh, and unfortunately in most cases we can do nothing about it or very little about it because it takes time not only to find an investor even if you're magically uh, sent your first email and you found someone interested uh, it takes time to go through all this negotiation and preparation processes. So it's my next question to everyone. How long does your typical negotiation with developer last? And uh, what are the most important things uh, you want to understand during this process? Darius, maybe you want to start? Okay, I can for sure. Uh, in, in general, it depends on the you know model because it, it, it's a fact that when you are trying to speak about the equity financing, then there is a whole due diligence process which takes the time, uh, even for you know completing all the data, all the documents that uh, the lawyers need or or the, um, the we need actually to somehow evaluate um, the, the company value. So it, it, it's it's really long way to be honest uh, but when it comes to the regular publishing deal it, it depends on on the um actually willingness for the both side and 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 um, it, in general it's from the three months i would say it's really two or three months it's really quick quick deal to be honest when we go through all the agreement paragraphs all the you know two sides um, negotiations with uh, with lawyers and with, you know all the aspects that need to be detailed uh, as much as you can to not be um you know uh wrong in the future or to to secure both of the sides to uh have some kind of the compromises in the agreement which is not uh really uh easy uh, as it could be uh, and we all know that you know all those paragraphs needs to be uh after you know writing something uh that there needs to be some kind of the video call of the conversation to um uh, to talk about what each party have in mind uh about putting uh, all of those the stuff there um so it, it depends uh, but but i would say that it's from two months up to half of the year it's it's uh in our situation like the, the, the normal period of time when it comes to the okay, uh, so two months to half a year typically is it different for everyone else um maybe i i jump in there because it's for us it's completely the opposite um but uh, this is also you don't do do diligence exactly nothing <laughs> yeah we we throw we throw a dice and that's it um <laughs> Um, no, um, it is. It is regarding the product actually we offer. Um, of course, you do. You um, you do a DD when when you ask for equity. That's that's clear. 
But um, um, since we offer interest on, uh, or since we ask for interest on, on, on accounts receivable, um, we ask for a proof of revenue. Um, and that can be very quick by giving us access uh, to, to the platforms. And um, when seeing it, um, this is for us depends really on the height of an, um, of investment. Then it could be then enough as 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 a DD. Of course, there are other mechanisms we have in place as well, but we we keep it very simple and lean. And our goal is um, after we um, speak with someone that we can pay out within the same week. And but really, this is really um, regarding the 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 financing. Um, model um, of course if it's if it's equity of course it needs longer but since we have a different uh, a different product um, we pay out normally within um, two to three days also that's a great option for those who need money uh, quickly okay uh, charles how about you um we also do growth financing like Constantin, but um, most of our facilities are between one and five million US dollars. And we do not, we're unable to pay out in two to three days. Um, I think the fastest deal we've ever done is four weeks. Um, but typically it'll take between six, six to eight weeks to from the moment that we meet to the moment that we're talking about dispersing funds. Uh, in the case where we had uh, a deal that was done in four weeks, we had a very financially sophisticated CFO at the other end who knew what we were doing, had an experience within the industry, who was also a lawyer and was able to draft his own documents. So the process was expedited. Um, but in, in, in general, the amounts are significant. We have investors who have contractual requirements. It takes us a little bit longer. Charles, okay. Charles, sorry, could I ask you that uh, you've mentioned uh, in the beginning your um, your minimum ticket size. Um, mm. what, what was it again? Well, it's two hundred and fifty thousand US dollars for a receivables backed uh, UA facility. Um, we do um, occasionally do smaller amounts um, on untested games since where we feel deeply passionate about the product, but um, we have varying degrees of success with that. Sometimes it's very good and sometimes it doesn't go so well. So, you know, it, it's not our core business. Um, Understood, okay. 5% of our business yeah. is, 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 is pretty conservative. And if it is the um, the minimum ticket uh, with the receivables back payout, um, what is then the what would then be your amount of um, um, payout time? Would it be the four weeks you've mentioned? So, so we offer <laughs> so we offer revolving credit facilities to our customers. We don't require them to pay us back uh, um, on the uh, when the receivables are um, come due. Uh, we take a charge over them and we um, uh, will roll the loan uh, normally on a monthly basis for a period of up to one to two years, assuming that the certain collateralization ratios are maintained. So if your receivables equal more than you owe us, happy Charles, otherwise not. <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah, thanks. And uh, Piotr, do you want to add something? And like, how do you approach this? Yeah, uh, so I need to start with thanking Darius for saying that they worked up to six months uh, because I was worried that I will sell that Yeah, it takes some months, three, <laughs> four maybe. And I was scared that I'm so big public companies and that's so but yeah good to know that other people are more crazy about uh, paying uh, focusing on details uh so, yeah as a public company we have to be very uh, diligent and uh, our agreements aren't uh, nice and short uh especially people from the us are surprised that we have so many paragraphs so many clauses so many elements uh so it obviously takes time to, to, to discuss it with lawyers and so on. Uh, it depends on how how flexible, or maybe not flexible, how good organized uh, developers are. For most of them, it is one of the first projects. So it takes them a little bit more to understand why we are demanding this or that. And uh, so, 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 so yeah, it, it has to be 
over over a month. Uh, most, in most of, of the times, it's over two months. Uh, but recently, I realized that we are spending more time discussing terms, not contracts. I mean, it. We are working with more and more developers that are very uh, focused and understanding about the marketing, and they are demanding uh, very peculiar uh, things like what 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 can you what we can promise them, how we can structure the marketing, uh, what kind of elements we will uh, provide, uh, and so on and so on. Uh, so this can we have a project right now that we are discussing with devs and it. It's already taking three months, and we didn't even started drafting the contract because we are discussing the terms, and they are we are running all different kind of simulator simulations. So we need to be, have to put that much money to get to this kind of results, and they are not happy, so they want something else. So we are trying something else, and we are trying to find the perfect scenario where we, we could commit that we can realize this scenario, bring that many copies to their games, bring that many customers to their games, and uh, break even on, on the same time. Indie game business has one of the longest running digital event series in the gaming industry with hundreds of publishers, investors, developers, and tech companies to meet with. All the sessions are always free to watch forever, and you can get a free pass to receive all the slide decks from all those speakers. The tickets for meetings start just at $50. Go to IndieGame.Business and use the code IGBPODCAST to get 20% off your ticket. So uh, there is there are two sides of one coin when you're flexible in terms and when you have this individual approach. On one hand, it's cool that you're flexible. On the other hand, it means that it takes more time to negotiate. Uh, it deal it depends. It. it depends because sometimes uh, we can go very straightforward. We I remember we had one deal that it would it took like one one round of reviews. Those were experienced. They knew what they are getting into, they receive a contract. They said, yeah, that's a standard contract, more or less, change this and this. We change it, and after a week, we, we had the contract signed. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, it depends on, on, on the other side. If the other side is prepared, ready to, to sign the contract, if they have a good uh, lawyer or a good counselor or someone who will advise them, uh, then then may, it may may take a short, a shorter. But uh, yeah, it uh, we can't. We can't cut the corners here. We need to, to discuss everything uh, because we are public and uh, quite a big company at this in Polish standards. Uh, so uh, we need to, 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 to put some focus on some elements. So getting it done in a few days, it's impossible. And yeah, guys, uh, Constantin and Charles talk a lot sometime uh, about the, the payout time. Uh, that's also, I think, uh, weak we can't if someone is coming to us we are not sleeping on money we are not uh, we are not sitting on on, on, on any kind of uh, pile of, of money or, uh, or coins or anything so we are when someone is coming to us we need to wave it into uh, into our cash flow into our business plan so yeah it it has to be several weeks uh, most of the times it's several months before we can start working together. Yeah, okay. So the general advice is like start uh, looking for investment earlier because it will open more options for you. Uh, yes. you add something. Yeah, I just have a question to, to, to Piotr as well regarding to the marketing plan that he, you, you mentioned about. Are you also putting like some kind of the marketing activities as an addendum to uh to the publisher contract so uh, where you are trying to um you know uh list every activities that that you are able to do 
Uh, not all, but but some yes. Uh, sometimes uh, it all depends. <laughs> Sorry for using overusing it, but uh, sometimes it's uh, the deal is quite straightforward. Someone devs are happy with us taking over everything, but uh, sometimes devs are very uh, focused. For example, on having three trailers, and they want three trailers. So we need, and they need one trailer that will be CGI high quality trailer. So yeah, if that's, but that's a contract. And I think that, that that's something that especially younger studios, younger teams don't understand. If you want something, the contract is place where you can write it down. Uh, if you are dreaming to be on GDC or on E3 or something, put it in a contract that publisher or investor, like, in, to publisher investors obviously are working in different business model that publisher has to bring you to to, to a tree uh if you want to, to have something but it also costs if, if we have to do a cgi worth i don't know hundred thousand dollars we need to break even this hundred thousand dollars so it, it will go somewhere in the spreadsheet and it will raise some bars it will raise some royalties or whatever will change uh, numbers yeah, that, that, that's a great advice, by the way. So if you want something, put it in the contract and think in advice in, in advance about what do you want and from your partner, publisher or investor. Uh, well, like many developers that I meet are very worried about losing the control over the creative process uh, when they start working with partner, publisher or investor. Uh, so it's, it's, it's like, it's mostly a question to publishers, to Piotr and uh, Darius, like, are you involved in the creative process and like, how does it work between you and developers? Okay, I may Piotr? start. Um, yep, generally, yep. we have like our production team, who is uh, which is actually working quite close with the the developers and and, and telling like some kind of advice. But I would not say that this uh, that the developers are losing somehow the uh, you know the, the flow that they have. Um, so in general, there are the, the advice, and we are actually bringing to them. We we do have like um, you know. After uh, each uh, milestone, we do have a uh, um, quality assurance team, which brings us a bunch of the re reports that we are um, showing to the uh, to the guys. Um, mostly the technical reports, but in general, th there are also some kind of the story aspects, the the gameplay aspect, and so on. So the the there are the issues, maybe not always the issues, but some kind of the uh, you know subjective opinions of the of the QA team that is uh, showing uh, in which direction um, this element could go. Uh, but in general, um, in, in most of the cases, uh, the last word is always uh, on the uh, developer side. So if, if they will not want to do it, then we are maybe uh, trying to uh, find some alternative ways uh, how to fix some of the aspects, fix some of the mechanics, some something that is not maybe 100% uh, you know fitted in the, into the gameplay. Yeah, this is this is how we so how we do it. But in general, we are giving just a feedback. What, what is our opinion, and then we are discussing what how could be solved. Okay, uh, Peter, you mentioned that you're working sometimes with developers at at very early stages. Uh, is like. Do you like approach it the same way or like the earlier the stage, the more involvement uh, they can expect? So I think that, uh, yeah, what, what you said, the publisher's role is uh, to to guide, uh, to, to, to show mistakes, issues, errors. Uh, but I think that everyone who is working in game dev, it's interested in making games. So it's very, everyone is looking for occasion to jump in and share some advice and help. Uh, so that's natural, that's a part of the process. If people are, people are being involved, if people are being invested uh, emotionally and uh, with their time, uh, they tend to, to, to share some, uh, some tips, uh, some advices, some ideas. Uh, so, so it always happens, even if that's not a part of the pro like strict process, but uh, it always happens. Sometimes uh, we have devs that are looking for help and we, 
when we where we can we are helping them but what we enjoy the most is when we are having a session discussing some issues uh, and then devs are coming with their own solutions and even if we had some ideas and they are bringing some other ideas we are like yes that's what we are looking for exactly what we are we look for solving the issues in creative way we are providing some ideas but it's not what we, we are not we are not devs we are not expert in development uh, but uh, as it all, but also on the other hand, from as Darius said, from a technical point of view, uh, from for example user experience point of view, we have dedicated team working on that, providing uh, to devs uh, very uh, complex uh, research regarding what people like, what people don't like about their game. Uh, so this is also part of the for me, for uh, part of the creative process of making the game better. And uh, so, so, so there are like different levels. If, if you are working on a, on a, on prototype, on a gameplay prototype, we have different kind of inputs. If we are working on story, we have different inputs. If we are working on user experience, we have different inputs, but in general, we are looking, uh, if devs are, okay with working alone we prefer this and we can do that and uh, we are completely happy with that uh, but we are also happy with uh, helping there are lots of very experienced very talented people in our team uh, who already show that they are really capable of uh, bringing games uh, from not so good to very good and very interesting Okay, so it's also uh, all about the trust between the publisher and developer. Uh, Charles and Constantine, are you somehow involved in the like game making or like not at all? Charles, do you want to go first or shall I? Go ahead. Um, so we have... Um, um we we have um oh. charles we, we have a game out on go ahead. We, I'll, I'll go um we have a game out on playstation 4 at the moment charles? Can, can you hear me yeah we can hear you now yeah it was some 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 delay okay. from uh, sorry i said we have yeah, a game out fine. on playstation 4 at the moment called first first class trouble um, we invested in the studio very early and then we, they went on to do a publishing deal. Uh, Invisible Walls went on to do a share. So honestly, I, I won't um, uh, say much more than Piotr and Darius had said. We, we tend to give our studios um, and our games creative control as long as they don't diverge dramatically from the uh, milestones that we said at the beginning. Um, we can be a little bit more heavy handed about some of the commercial terms uh, and business decisions to do with company structuring. But the design of the game itself, pretty much up to the guys. Okay. Mm, for, for us, it's similar. Um, so we have we have two products. Um, the one, um, the very simple one, which I've mentioned earlier, um, that is accelerating payouts. And uh, in the second phase, after we've done that a few a few times with our clients, then um, we give a multiple on the revenue. Um, and based on that, um, we do require that we are also involved in the campaign steering because that is really about how, um, how, how the game performs and how the campaign performs in order to get more users. Um, and uh, we come from a, uh, our background is really um, marketing, uh, a marketing um, agency focused on, focused on games and apps. So um, this is our, our little USP where, which we also use. So it's not uh, steering creativeness, uh, creative, sorry, but um, we would like to have um, also a say in how the campaigns are steered because we also believe that it's, it's beneficial for both sides. Yeah, okay. Uh, thank you for, for sharing this with us. And uh, like also developers usually think that the most important part is to sign the contract, is to like to go uh, through all these processes of pitching, negotiation, and then contract signing. And as, as soon as the contract is signed, uh, like uh, it, it's, it's like 
path of success at least but uh, in most cases it's just the beginning of the journey and um like my question is uh, like to uh, to everyone of you and has it ever happened to anyone that you terminated a deal after you already signed the contract like and if this happened uh what went wrong may i yeah of course yeah that's uh, never a fun part uh, it's uh, it's not why we do what we do it's not to con cancel contracts right uh, but uh, especially those days with uh, coving and teams breaking down because of or breaking up because of it uh, it, it sometimes happens and uh, if we can save a title then we will be fighting for this but uh, if devs are changing their minds about what they want to do if they want to make a different game this title and then sometimes it's better to just split and go part the ways uh, we did it several times like two maybe uh, over the last few years uh, but in both cases it was like the vision for the, the devs had it, it changed completely over over the, the the period of a year or something like that and then we just realized that in fact we don't even know how this kind of games operates and uh, it, it would be better for everyone and then we decided to 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 to, to part ways but if if the devs are doing what they promise us to do we would never back up, back up. we would never resign or, because yeah if if we sign the game that we like it and if something is not perfect, that's, then it's our job, publisher job, to make the game to be more perfect, more better performing or whatever, uh, to earn more money. So uh, if we see that they are committed, committed and doing what what we agreed upon, then yeah, we would stay for in 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 the contract for for the whole contract. Okay, thanks. Um, anyone else wants to add? Uh, we've cancelled very few contracts over the years. Um, uh, we have cancelled contracts um, normally as a result of breaches of our covenants, the terms of our loans. And the reason that's happened is normally due to misdirected UA or uh, poorly executed UA. So advertising to the wrong cohorts or to the wrong or through the wrong mediums. Um, but in, in terms of our, our, our game investing, Actually, we, we haven't cancelled any any games to date. Okay. So, uh, if you don't want, do you want to add, Darush? No, I just wanted to, to add that we so far we we didn't have a, such a situation, but uh, in general it it, it can uh, somehow appear when this is right now when my thought that we we have some some kind of the negotiations with the guys that. Um, you know, some of the developers or, or some of the, you know, teams have uh, something um, in mind that they uh, they would like to deliver, but in general, uh, they are not able to do it. Uh, th this is when we uh, are when we, we are telling that guys, okay, just maybe grow up with the team, uh, hire someone, or, or, or you know, find someone who can help you with uh, some of the field, some of the aspect, because right now when you will, uh, you know, sign this contract, then you you need to um, done it by yourself. But in general, what we are, what we see uh, right now, that it might be problem for you. So it is maybe sometimes, uh, uh, you know, re really hard to, to hear that uh, you, you are telling someone that, that it's not able to, to deliver the product. but. It is good for both of the sides, and and it's you know cut a lot of uh, you know nerves and, and and another stuff. So it is uh, what happened actually to us. Okay, uh, well, like uh, so now to the more positive part. Uh, I have uh, probably the last question because before we go to the Q and A with the audience, uh, what is the secret of successful collaboration between developer and investor? What would be your main advice to developers uh, to make sure that their like relationship and collaboration with an investor works? Let's start with Constantine. 
Oh, and we we lost him. <laughs> okay, let, let's start with Piotr. Okay, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> so I think it's like with every other relation. Uh, it's good to state out at the very beginning what you want to have out of from this uh, from this contract, from from this deal, from this project. Uh, it it's really not good if you if you hope to get something and you're building your business case, your future on this particular. I don't know. You want to have that much money out of it or you want to get famous maybe not famous, but you want to get an oscar right and if, if that's your goal then most publisher will tell you yeah you won't get an oscar for making a game you need to go to make a movie uh, and but sometimes i see things like that that this are expecting that the game will make something will be that popular it's good to say or at least ask publisher what's what's your what's mine uh, expectations regarding sales, for example. If the game is to sell 60,000 copies or 2 million copies, uh, to to say what you are expecting, what we are expecting, discuss it before we start working together, and discuss what what will be each party's role, uh, what, what, what each party responsibility. In, in, in general, to discuss details and not to be worried uh, if my advice would be if you are if if publisher or investor would back up because you are asking questions it means that you don't want to be in in, in a business with them because everyone who's in business and is honestly doing business they are eager to answer all the questions and have everything clear because yeah normal people normal business people they don't want to cheat yours they won't just want to make money and to make money you need to be honest and you at, at the end of the day you have to be honest because you have all kinds of uh, uh, stakeholders to to, to 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 talk to and to re refer to so yeah in, my, my advice would be Try to get all the information you need. You feel you need. Don't don't worry to us. Don't worry to lose the contract because sometimes it's better to not have a contract than uh, have a contract that's killing your company or maybe even literally killing you. Uh, so yeah, that and if you have everything agreed, if you have everything discussed, and then I think I think that my idea that's how i feel the business works then it's easier for you to build trust between you and the publisher or between you and an investor and then you you can have successful relation and and, we, and then we will bring better product to the market you will understand better each other and uh, everyone will be happier and yeah in general the, the project will be a success Thank you so much, Constantine. Yeah, sorry, I quickly was kicked out of this of this room. Um, I agree with you, Piotr. I think uh, the absolute biggest uh, um, success point is that you are honest and um, transparent from the beginning, because at one point, um, especially when you want to build a long-term uh, relationship with, uh, with with both sides, then. Um, you need to get naked. Uh, that's latest at the point of due diligence, and um, so rather rather state up front if if there's some some depth lying around, um, but uh, make people aware of it because in the end both parties have the same have the same um, the same goal. Yeah, thank you for this, <coughs> Charles. Do you want to add anything? Um. I think that um, Piotr touched on this earlier, uh, a detailed understanding of the contractual relationship between the, the developer and the publisher or the developer and the investor is really important. They must know what they've signed and have read it in detail. Uh, we, we often come to situations where we start discussing things where developers tell us, you know, well, it's going to be this way. And we're like, well, no, that's not what you agree agreed to or what we agreed to in the past. So pay careful attention to what you agree to in the beginning and it can smooth out any future future conflict. And then as investors, a, a strong and detailed understanding of the numbers, um, which you would have thought amongst video game developers would be, you know, very, very prevalent as they are highly intelligent and numerate people. 
but a, a lot of developers uh, don't own an evidence-based sales projection. And th those sorts of things really inspire excellent record keeping and reporting, honesty and transparency, like uh, Constantin said. Thanks so much. Darius, what's your advice? Actually, no, nothing to add here because I guess <laughs> that you guys mentioned almost everything that it's really important. Uh, I would rather add one little thing just to, you know, plan and, and be on time. This is really, you know, sometimes a tough, tough uh, thing in the games of industry. So even if it is uh, not always as easy as it could be, but this is really important thing because every single milestone, which is, you know, delayed, it's influence, you know, work of the whole, um, you know, other people that we uh, have in the background. Yeah. So for example, marketing guys, for example, it's all, all also influence the work of the QA team. So this is really important thing um, to, to, to add, I would say. Thanks so much. And by the way, about being on time, uh, we have five minutes more, I believe. So we yes. have time for questions. We can get to some questions. So there's some questions in chat. And if you all wouldn't mind to be after this into the Discord, into our Discord server, and there's a section over there called post session chat. That way people can ask some questions in there. Um, we got a few questions. So from Vitala, Vital from, uh, where is he from again? Um, well, his question is, I have a product which is ready for the soft launch. So what is the right time to approach an investor before a soft launch or after a soft launch and getting data? Whoever wants to field that one. Or should I just call somebody? Uh, yeah, I think it's either Charles or Constantine. I'm honestly very interested in the answer for this question because, uh, yeah, I have some friends working with uh, free-to-play games and... I think that they would ask exactly the same question. Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to go. Um, so okay. uh, we love data. Um, so um, I would, uh, my baseline position is um, uh, come and see us, show us the game, uh, and we will give you an honest view on it. Um, but before we start committing funds, we're going to be looking for data. In, in the past, when we've had our head turned by a particularly beautiful game, we have started negotiations prior to there being data. Um, but we would encourage everybody to come and talk to us before the game has been released. And then uh, we would look to commit funds after we have some empirical data that we can, we can rely on. Um, you know, there's a bit of wiggle room there, but I'm going to stick with that response. <laughs> That's a good response. All right, let's. We got two more questions. I think we can get two more questions answered. All right, this is from Night Lake Studios on YouTube. As a lead designer on an otherwise experienced team, I have only tabletop experience. That being said, would it be relevant in a pitch to include successful business ventures outside of game development? Uh, if I might, uh, if may, uh, so especially tabletop. If we are talking tabletop, uh, tabletop games. Uh, it might be very useful for, uh, for 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 games in games. Actually, I had one case where developers really lacked the experience of developing tabletop games, and because of that, they failed uh, because the game was very very tabletop oriented uh, in general idea, and uh, they could make it much better making prototype tabletop prototype. Uh, that's very common approach to making some games to make a table, uh, tabletop uh, prototype. So yeah, it, this kind, it depends if this is something that can be used. If, if that's if some, for example, one of the uh, one of our best producers uh, was before joining us, a producer, but maintaining uh, classic or orchestra traveling through China. So he was a producer, so he knew how to organize stuff, how to work with people, uh, but he would never work in games. But this, his experience was crucial for his making success in, in, in the field. Excellent. All right, so here's a question from Critocrops on YouTube. If a dev or studio has launched a successful game and looking to further establish a studio, can we look to our investor slash publisher for business guidance? Everybody jump at once. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm always happy to, 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 to talk with people and advise. 
grab me in, in, on the event or, or or call me or whatever and i could advise you if if i have time and discuss stuff uh, but i would always advise to talk with several people to have different opinions different point of view uh, but yeah as i said we as in games we are in the business of helping devs so if you have questions uh, if not me, then someone from Odin Games would definitely advise you. I would like to think as a publisher, you know, investor as a helper, right? Because they, they, they only want your success. So the exactly. success you have, you know, the, you know, so I would imagine that, of course, they would want to help. Thank you all so much. And if you would like to be in the Discord, we'd appreciate it, you know, afterwards for after the show. If anyone else has any questions in the chat. Um, next, we have... This is going to be super entertaining. So thank you all so much for being on here. Okay, thank you. Having us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Indie Game Business. You can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at indiegame.business.